0: One of the big things that really, really helps out when it does come time to get busy in the field is having targets in place. So I really challenge my producers to have offers out there or at least have targets.
1: Welcome to In The Driver's Seat, Podcast on managing financial risk in your grain operation, brought to you by ABM.
2: Welcome to another episode of In the Driver's Seat. I'm back. Shelby's back. This is going to be a little different regional roundup, crop talk, and harvest hacks. So we thought it would be fun just to kind of talk about what is going on right now in harvest time, how to enjoy it to its uh, fullest.
3: This is the first time we've ever done a podcast like this, everyone loves to hear about life hacks or time-saving hacks, whatever whatever you want to call it. And also, we love to hear about what's going on in other regions. So we kind of smashed them together, and we really hope that you guys take something away from this.
2: So we're somewhere in the vicinity of maybe half of the soybeans in the northern part of the country being harvested. Corn hasn't started yet. If you go south and you go east, um, it's a mix, maybe uh, 50-50 corn and soybeans, maybe less in some places. But I would say the term we always use in, in the industry is gut slot. I think we're days away from gut slot, which are the busiest days of harvest across the country. But we're getting really close. And so that's kind of important for what we're going to talk about today and who we're going to talk to.
3: That's right. And I think we have a really good lineup ready for you guys. We're going to kind of take you from state to state and you'll get a great mix of some of our own ADM reps ranging from grain to fertilizer. So let's dive in. Our first guest and actually a returning guest is Ashley Dean. She is a fertilizer territory manager out in Minnesota. So We're starting up north here today, and then we'll work our way around the state. So Ashley, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So Ashley, give us a little bit of a rundown here real quick. What's harvest looking like in your area?
4: Well, up here in central Minnesota, we've got a great start to the bean harvest. We're probably about 75% done with soybean harvest here. Yields have been phenomenal. Estimates of anywhere between 50 and 60 bushel an acre. Just starting to scratch the surface on corn in a couple areas, but what I have heard on those acres of corn that are done has been very, very promising. So we're excited to see what the rest of harvest has to bring for us.
2: So Ashley, where are we at on soybean moistures? I know sometimes we end up pretty wet in the same day, they end up pretty dry. How are we doing on soybean moisture in your area?
4: Um, In our area, things are drying down really quickly, actually, probably too quickly. We've got uh, moistures anywhere from 9 to 11%, which is just way too dry. So most of the farmers are pushing it pretty hard to try and get this crop out as
2: quick as they can. So, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, pretty soon you get a rain or two and pods start to get brittle and shatter. So hopefully the weather gives you an opportunity to get the rest of those soybeans out. And uh, farmers are in their combines in the middle of harvest. There's lots of roles, maybe not in their combine, but involved in harvest in some way. So what do you think is on their minds right now or what should be on their minds
4: You know, some of the things that they're used to thinking about is what's coming off the field, where's it going, where they're pricing it, all those things that have to do with marketing their grain. But what a lot of farmers aren't typically thinking about is what they're going to do for their fertilizer needs. And so much like in the grain markets, there's some seasonal trends to the fertilizer market as well. And right now, it's a great time to look at purchasing your fall or spring nitrogen and your potash as well. You know, as far as phosphates go, we've missed the boat a little bit on that. That market has gone screaming higher due to some other things that have happened, but still an okay time to buy that as well.
2: So a good hack is think about fertilizer when you normally don't think about fertilizer. And maybe the opposite is true also. Think about selling grain many times when you're not thinking about selling grain.
4: When you don't want to think about buying fertilizer, you should be buying it.
3: Ashley, thank you so much for joining us again. It's always a pleasure to have you on here. And thanks for giving us a little more insight into fertilizer. So we're moving on to our next location here. We were just in Minnesota and now we are heading to central Indiana. We have a guest here today with us. His name is Noah Ratty and he is a grain origination specialist. So Noah, how is harvest going? How's everything your way and how are you holding up?
5: Wonderful. I I couldn't be happier. We're back in the office and I'm really excited to just get to experience what harvest should feel like. Our area is a little bit behind some of the reports out of central Illinois or even more north in Indiana. We had a little bit more variable of a planting season. We have guys all the way from probably 60% done with soybean harvest to guys who really just started going on Monday. In terms of corn harvest, I would say we're probably about 10% done on the high side and most guys have not started yet.
2: What are uh, bean moistures like? What are bean yields like? What are corn yields like? Anything around that that you can share uh, just on a a broad
5: note? We've heard some really spectacular bean yields. Early on, the beans were really dry. The big story was green stems and dry beans. A lot of 10% beans that were just not cutting that great, but people still wanted to get them out. Uh, and then we slowly transitioned to now I feel like guys are starting to get caught up on their early beans, and we're starting to see those moistures rise a little bit more, getting closer to that 13, 13 and a half, even 14 percent sometimes. In terms of yield, we have a couple dry pockets where guys are in the 40s, but I would say mid 50s would hit most of our territory with some guys who especially out west of here are really thrilled with their bean yields they caught a couple rains that unfortunately some of our guys out east didn't catch corn
2: yield and moisture levels where are those at
5: one of the big things on this early corn that I've been really shocked about is we've actually had some corn come across the scale out of the field at 14.5. We have some pockets that really started planting in early April, middle of April, and they started planting some of the early stuff. The few guys that have started have really gotten to start to shell some corn 17 to 16 percent. I would say majority of the corn is still in that 22 to 23 to 25% range. But we do have a couple of guys who, like I said, out east into our south who had to do some significant replant. And some of that replant corn is just now starting to black layer again, all over the board down here in Beach Grove area.
2: Cool. One more thing for me. You're kind of an ADM newbie. Is that right? When did you start with ADM and where do you come from?
5: I actually started in June. It's just been a couple months here. And I'm about as local as you can get. I come from uh, Noblesville, Indiana, which is just about 45 minutes north of Indianapolis and grew up with my family there. I'm a veteran of three months and loving every minute of it.
3: We'll kind of switch over here a little bit to the harvest hacks. And I know when we were talking, there's a lot going on. There's some mixed emotions, right? What's a harvest hack you have with all this emotion, everything going on?
5: I've been really trying to just be a sponge and learn from my peers and, and learn from the farmers that i am had the opportunity to work with. But one of the things that I've picked up that a lot of guys like and a lot of guys I think find useful is just taking some time every week for them to review their plan, whether it's with themselves or with a grain origination specialist, such as myself, is just review on where they are in terms of the grain marketing plan that we've been working towards for so long. Some of the things could be Uh, as simple as evening up tickets, reviewing your contracts, Looking at the average price of what you have sold, what percent you have sold, those are things that our new platform Grainbridge can easily help you do or origination specialists such as myself. Some of my best conversations are talking about the average price a guy has sold and the percent sold he is. And then he can kind of run through harvest with that information in the back of his head as he goes through and he can feel confident with the yields that he has that you know he's got a plan in place and the plan is coming together.
2: I love harvest. I love fall. Uh, I think generally farmers are thrilled. This is kind of the finish, right? Especially in a year that's good, it's kind of a really fun time. So we were talking earlier, you said, you know what, I want to help people enjoy it. So if I can take some of the worry away or the uh, mind work away and let them enjoy harvest by keeping track of some of these things and navigating through it, I think it's a really good tip, Noah. So I'm glad you shared that. And you mentioned something else as well about getting home. Can you share with our listeners how you feel about just being safe?
5: Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I thought about was just not losing sight of the bigger picture. And of course, the grain marketing plan is important in the focus of this show, but Uh, the most important aspect is getting back home to your family and 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 continuing to leave that legacy it's been about 11 months now but i uh unfortunately was involved in a grain bin rescue where a, a young gentleman unfortunately lost his life in a one of the things that I wanted to say is just make sure to, to take some time to go through safety tips with the guys working with you in harvest. Make sure you guys are aware of each other's surroundings. You're aware of where everyone is at this time. And I know that sometimes it's really easy to burn the midnight oil, but an extra hour's worth of progress isn't necessarily worth the extra hassle it can sometimes bring on tired folks in the field. That experience is definitely something I never want to experience again or ever read about again. And so I just really wanted to bring up the idea of being vigilant, staying vigilant, staying alert and and making sure that we're doing everything we can so we can come home to our families at night.
3: I really love that, Noah. And I think you said it well, you know, just reflecting and taking a couple minutes and going through safety procedures and whatnot with you, your family, who you work with. It's just little things that we can do that make a big difference.
2: It's great to have you at ADM and it's great to hear how you talk about working with farmers. So glad to have you. Thank you.
3: Moving on next to Central Illinois and a rep that we're going to be speaking with here today is Charlotte Metz. She is a grain origination specialist. So welcome Charlotte. It is your first time here and we're so glad to have you. So how's harvest going in your area?
0: Hello Shelby. Thanks for having me on. Uh, It is my first time so appreciate you guys inviting me. I'm actually in Niantic, Illinois, to be specific, here in our ADM elevator, just west of Decatur. Harvest is going great for us. This past week has been huge. We've gotten a lot of beans out. Honestly, I would say we're probably about 60% or so, maybe even more, done with bean harvest out this way. And then corn, we're looking at at least 30 to even 40% done, so... We're getting there. We're in the full swing of it. That's for sure.
2: So, bean yields, I think some of the early ones were outstanding and then maybe it's fallen off a bit. What are you seeing from a bean yield standpoint?
0: Honestly, yields have been coming in really steadily in the 70s range. Your earlier planted stuff, both corn and beans, look great. Those are your higher yields, but it's still kind of a mixed bag. We had some areas get half an inch of rain in July and then. Just down the street, they got barely a 10th corn side. Now, we've been bouncing around a little bit. I would say 210 on the lower range. Some fields yielding up to 250, which guys have been pretty happy with. Not a bumper crop by any means, but pretty steady in like the 220 to 240, I would say.
2: What about moisture levels on both? How are they looking?
0: On beans lately, honestly we have gotten some in around fifteen percent. That was earlier this week. We had a little bit of rain overnight this weekend. But typically we've been hovering around the twelve percent on beans coming in. Corn's a little all over the place. You know, we can get sixteen and then we could get eighteen. There was enough gaps in planting this spring that You're starting to see a combination of the earlier planted and the later planted. It's starting to come to fruition this time of year. We're no longer just in the early planted stuff. We're starting to see the mixture. So that's also what's bringing about the diverse yields as well.
2: If the weather holds, I mean, we could wrap up harvest pretty early. I hope the rest of harvest for you and for the producers in central Illinois go well.
3: What are some harvest hacks that you typically try to, you know, help producers out with or give them little tips and tricks, but what specifically are yours?
0: My harvest hacks and tips and tricks, they don't really just start when harvest starts. It's kind of a year-round process. I like to do pre-harvest reviews and account reviews with all of my customers just so that we can all be on the same page, head into harvest, you know, as a team, not just originator and producer on their own, but so that we both know what to expect and have everything laid out for each other. So one of the big things that really, really helps out when it does come time to get busy in the field is having targets in place. So I really challenge my producers to have offers out there or at least have targets. That starts with, you know, knowing your break even, cost of production and whatnot, but then just setting targets and sticking with them. That's a big one. So guys might say now that they're in the field, oh man, these bean prices, they're just going up. I think I'm just going to wait. And I've been challenging them saying, okay, well, what are you waiting for? I'm okay with you sitting and waiting on pricing these, these bushels, but what level are we waiting for? Waiting and hoping and pushing the problem off, the decision off to a later date isn't really a marketing plan, not the kind of marketing plan I want to be a part of at least. So having targets in mind, even if it's just a soft offer, if you want to set basis on the beans that you've brought in so far, great. But when are we going to exit that position? what level are you happy with getting out of the basis contract at and setting futures? So that's a big topic for me throughout the year, obviously. But having that plan in place, heading into harvest and throughout harvest, it makes it a little less stressful for producers. They've got enough to worry about during harvest. Trying to play with the market and keep up with it does not need to be their biggest challenge during harvest.
2: Good comment. The key thing I heard you say was an exit plan. So Prices rallying through harvest. People worry about what they have sold, not what they're going to sell. But having targets and an exit strategy is, is part of the value we bring, not to force anyone to make a decision, but to make sure we're aimed at something. So your tips are great. And you also mentioned earlier that there's some information, I think, around technology and communication that you always like to remind people of, too.
0: Yeah, that's a big part of my account reviews every year is to make sure that I'm discussing with customers. Not only am I communicating effectively but they're getting all the information that they need. So we have the emails making sure that they're getting those every day. We send out alert text messages. So there's plenty of communication tools we rely on the little box that we keep in our pocket. So we might as well take advantage of it. I do my best to almost over communicate with my producers, you know. If there's any opportunity in the market that I see, I want to make sure that they're made aware of it in a timely fashion. So those were
3: really some great tips or harvest hacks for all year round. I just think it's really important that while you're busy, we want to help take the stress off of you and give you a little bit more confidence when it comes to grain marketing.
2: Going to take a short break here and emphasize some technology we're pretty excited about, and that is GrainBridge. So here's a little uh, more information on GrainBridge and we hope you check it out. ADM FarmView has helped a lot of producers get a handle on their grain marketing, but now there's a newer, more powerful tool. It will take grain marketing to the next level. It's called GrainBridge and ADM is making it available to you right now. When it's time to market grain, GrainBridge helps eliminate the stress and emotion you feel. It integrates valuable real-time data from multiple sources so when you're ready to sell, you can be confident you're making the right call. It lets you navigate markets and manage contracts with multiple buyers, but on just one website with one username and one password. You have fully transparent information on cash bids, contracts, and deliveries, so you can make even better marketing decisions. And it tracks your input costs, acreage, yield, break even, and much more. In short, Grainbridge allows you to do business when and where you want, with whoever you want. ADM realizes you have choices. We intend to earn your business each day. You can find out more at ADMadvantage.com or talk to your ADM rep, but do it now and start putting the power of GrainBridge to work for you today.
3: All right. So our last and final stop here in our crop talk and harvest tax is with Justin Cott. He is out in Nebraska and he is a grain origination manager. So Justin, we're coming from central Illinois. so. Nebraska probably looks a little bit differently out there harvest-wise. Tell us a little bit about it.
1: So bean harvest has been moving along at a great pace. We've had you know, essentially perfect weather for bean harvest this year. The crop was planted in a very timely fashion mid to late April and progressed nicely with the warm weather that we had this summer. So we probably are about three weeks into bean harvest and you know, there's maybe 5 to 10% left on soybeans, but it definitely had a lot of good progress there. Seeing some corn harvest going on, there's just a variety of moistures, anywhere from probably 15 to 20, just depending on the variety and whether it was irrigated or dry land. But guys are attempting to get out there and and, and find some corn as well.
2: So you mentioned irrigated and dry land. So that's different for a lot of our listeners. Can you give some context? Let's start with soybeans. First of all, kind of where have you seen moistures at on soybeans?
1: Some of the earlier beans, you saw kind of that 11 to 12%, which was pretty good. But this week, it's just kind of been like a blast furnace again. We've had highs in the, the mid-80s and a south-southeast wind. So it's really dried them out. So moistures have come down quite a bit. As far as yield goes, 45 will probably catch a lot of dry land beans in this area. You hear anywhere from probably low 30s to maybe 60 on some really good dry land. Irrigated soybeans have been a little bit better for between 60 to 70, and again, it kind of depends on, obviously, the piece of ground and fungicide and what you're doing for fertilizer and some of your other uh, agronomy-type things there. But yields overall, dry land, your average in 45 is probably down about 7 to 10 bushels from what guys would typically want, and irrigated is probably more for an, an average-type irrigated yield.
2: So maybe slightly off on the soybean yields a little bit versus expectations. Yeah, I was going to ask you next to comment on uh, the corn yields relative to expectations.
1: Yeah, yeah, beans down just a tad. But beans are such a hard thing to figure out what yield's going to be until the combine goes through. Corn is probably a little bit tough to tell. But the guys that have picked corn, it seems like dry land you're going to catch anywhere for probably 160 to 180, just depending on where you're at in a piece of ground. The rains that we had were so spotty. So you can have one of your farms, dry land, probably one upper 180s, and then go a couple miles away that maybe didn't catch some of the rain and get to 160s. Irrigated corns should be really, really good this year. We haven't had the heat that we've had this summer for the last couple of years. So the irrigated corn is going to be really strong. You hear a lot of it in the 250 range, you know, maybe even a tad higher in some of the areas. But you know, I think corn harvest is probably going to be right on pace for trend line in this area just because of the irrigated and beans will probably be down just a tad. All
3: right. That's a pretty good recap there, Justin. Let's switch gears a little bit and go into our harvest hacks. What harvest hacks do you have? You're a farmer yourself, your family farms. So let's hear it.
1: It's been a really interesting year as far as marketing goes, Uh, the seasonals when you should be making marketing decisions in most years and what's actually played out this year. we can all agree 2020 has been one for the record books in a number of different ways but with what we've seen in the market the last 30 to 40 days soybeans and, and corn as well it's given everybody a really good opportunity to get some grain sold and as i'm talking with customers and thinking about some of our own production you may be in a position where you sold a few beans early on you know maybe sold some corn and you were making the best decision at the time doing that and looking today with what the B market's done has given everybody an opportunity to definitely get caught up on sales. It's just amazing how things can turn and how quickly that can happen. So when I'm having conversations with customers, I just really try to focus on control the things that you can control. You can't go back and change any of the decisions that you've made previously this year. Like I mentioned, we were making the best decisions at the time. But what you can control today is what you're doing with your current production as you harvest. You know, Maybe spotting beans off the combine is the best decision because you can get $9.75 or $10 cash where two months ago, we were going to hope for $8 cash. So a big change of pace there. Same thing with corn. We probably had some corn sales out there that maybe don't feel as good today as what they did a few months ago. But we've definitely added a, a fair amount to the corn market as well. And It gives you something to look forward to and take advantage of moving forward with what you're putting in the bin as you move through harvest.
2: So everybody looks at what they did and they judge how they did. And if they don't feel good about it, they're desperate to find a way to feel good about it. And sometimes it takes the eye off of looking forward. How do you help the, the growers that you work with keep that forward looking mindset?
1: Talking about what are your goals, you know, expectations, obviously, everybody wants to get the most out of it that they possibly can. But in the grand scheme of things, you're not going to hit a home run every time you come up to bat, you want to hit some doubles, some triples and, and get some home runs in there. And I think just having that conversation and just being open and honest about it, that this is why we did this three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, or whatever it was. And okay, so now let's start to look forward beans are phenomenal today. Corn is at the crop insurance value and, and values we haven't seen since the beginning of this year. So how are we planning to take advantage of that?
3: Thank you, Justin. These are hacks that are more than just for harvest. These are hacks that you can use year round. So again, thank you for the wonderful insights. Um, And thank you to all of our other reps as well. For a summary of everything we just talked about, please go to admadvantage.com and we'll have it outlined for you there on our blog article.
2: So from central Minnesota to Indiana to central Illinois and back to Nebraska, we hope it was a fun little tour for you and we hope you also picked up some good tips. Thanks to Justin, Ashley, Noah, and Charlotte for participating We hope to have you join us again on the next episode of In the Driver's Seat.
3: Thanks all, and happy harvest and stay safe.
1: This has been In the Driver's Seat, brought to you by ABM. To learn more about managing financial risk in your grain operation, talk to your local ABM representative or go to abmadvantage.com.